Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Blog Talk listeners, thank you again for tuning in on this beautiful Saturday in Tampa. Now, I don't know how it is in the rest of the country. We are a little cool here, about 70 degrees. Uh, you know, expect to get a little cooler next week, but it's still great weather. We have a lot of visitors from the north, so apparently it's snowing in some other parts of the country. Beautiful here. Well, it's beautiful enough, but I'm glad that you're taking the time out to join in with me today. We have a a good show, as usual, but it's a follow-up show to our last week's show on the um, the pre-show for tax preparations. So I have solicited the help of a few good people this week. I have some tax experts coming on to talk to you about getting your things in order for the upcoming tax season. There are a lot of changes that are coming along, and customarily these changes every year, there are some type of changes that are going on in the IRS tax code. But what we want to do here is to keep you abreast of those changes as they happen because it's getting ready to affect you, the taxpayer, uh, with things that are coming up. I know you may have had a chance to um, listen to the news this week, but the House of Representatives passed a measure uh, to actually extend the Bush-era tax cuts for individuals making less than 200000 and married couples uh, making less than 250000 Well, of course... Um, as the Republicans saying, it's a it's a, uh, a symbolic vote in that last push or last ditch effort for the Democrats to get something done or try to get something done before the power shift in Congress this January. Well, the measure, the bill went to the Senate on yesterday, and it passed 53 to 35, uh, but. The Republicans are needed on this on this bill, and the whole thing is to, uh, um, if you will, extend those tax cuts that are scheduled to end uh, the end of this year, January first, which it will not affect your taxes for this year, for the year 2010, but it will affect your taxes for the year 2011. So, um, of course, as I've, I, you know, we don't do politics on this show. There's enough people out there doing politics, um, but I do want to keep you abreast of the issues. So it's one of those things of you may want to call your congressman or do whatever you need to do to find out about what's going to happen with the tax cuts uh, because they are in a lame duck session, and a lame duck session pretty much is um, a session that happens after after a, a major election and it's kind of a lull in the in both houses of congress as to you know pretty much nothing will get done so these votes are they're trying to pass of course you got to have the president's uh signature on this for this measure to pass but the negotiators go to work next week uh in the senate to see what they can do uh as far as before this measure actually goes to the president so that's one major change coming and what's going to happen is if those tax cuts are not extended, then you're going to go back to the 1990s era of uh, taxes, increased taxes, uh, which means you probably, and there's a scale, you can do a little research online, 
but there's a scale of what uh, couples making or an individual making $100,000, if those tax cuts aren't extended, then this is what's going to happen to that person's money. They're going to end up paying a little bit more in taxes. Well, with our guest coming on today, um, today's show is simply the tax preparation, which means you got to stay tuned in for next week's show because we're going to have some more experts and more professionals on that are talking about the actual tax planning, two different phases. We want to get you ready in stages. And then, of course, the show on the 18th of December is our financial planning, which is also part of that uh, preparation for the tax season. Because what do you do? I was talking with a friend of mine this morning who was telling me, you know, he has a client who is actually – you know, really putting money into some situations and he just needs some financial planning to see what he can do with that type of money instead of throwing it down the drain. Um, One of the things is he was talking about the real estate market. Well, people, the real estate market is not the way it used to be. So real estate investors uh, are not as plentiful as they used to be. And if they are, you have to be aware of the market because you have a lot of dead assets out there that you know people are hurting people are hurting across the country so it was one thing in the you know 4 years ago to run out and buy a bunch of real estate and you know rent it out to people and make your money that way and some of that is still going on but you have so much property available that and of course it's a little scary now as far as buying because you don't know where the where the market is I look at it and say if you can get yourself into a good situation into a house where you're going to pay a whole lot less than you would be renting, and the probability of the house appreciating is going to be you know, well to your advantage. It may not happen next year. It may happen next year. But in either case, instead of paying $1,000 on rent, you may be paying $1,000 or less for a mortgage and be in a good situation when the when that market turns around and, and the market starts to appreciate. So, But by no means... Am I a tax professional on this, okay? I'm I'm a businessman. I I was a real estate investor uh for a while, so I know a little bit about real estate. I was a, you know, um developer. So I have a I have an extensive background in real estate as well. So that's one of those things that just check your market, see what's going on there. But our guest today, we have a a young lady or who's a friend of mine here in Tampa. Her name is Miss Tina Bubb. She's an MBA, and she has her own business. And, of course, I have this information posted on our blog at legallysteal.blogspot.com. But she has her uh, – It's her business is called 3Bs, Biz, Bubb's Biz Basics. And uh, Miss Bubb is a certified pro advisor for QuickBooks. And the reason I wanted her on is because um, she's going to talk to you about the small business in – and of course, I have um, I have a, uh, another gentleman coming on. He's a um, celebrity celebrity CPA, if you will. Uh, his name is uh, Mr. Ebong Eka, and he's going to talk to you from the personal side of of your taxes and things that you need to put in place. But like I said, with Miss Bub, the reason I wanted her on because she is one a certified tax pro. Uh, for as QuickBooks is concerned and for small businesses. A lot of small businesses use QuickBooks. But here is where 
QuickBooks may have a problem when you're starting to go into dealing with CPAs. A lot of CPAs don't use QuickBooks. So I wanted Ms. Bub on to actually talk to you a little bit about getting the right things prepared as far as QuickBooks is concerned. So now when you print out those reports that your CPA will need, um, if you have employees and you're talking about getting your W-3s printed out, uh, now I, I don't want to sound like I'm talking Greek. Um, people in business, small business owners, uh, be it a single-member LLC or a, or a partnership LLC or a corporation or an S-Corp, uh, if you have employees, these are things that you need to be aware of and how money is to be paid out, uh, how money is to be submitted to the IRS, and what you need to do to get your paperwork in order. We've all seen the commercials of people going to, um, say, for instance, H&R Block, with a box, with a shoe box. Well, what's in the shoe box? Well, I have receipts. I have, you know, um, dinner receipts, entertainment. I have um, uh, mileage reimbursements or not reimbursements, uh, mileage log. There's so many different things that you have as a small business that if you don't know how to do your taxes, and chances are most people don't know how to do their taxes, that's why they pay for somebody else to get them done, pay a professional. Well, I want to have the professionals on to talk to you to make it easier for your tax preparer when you are taking them all of your paperwork. Because if you don't know, this is where you get in trouble. Now, mind you, the IRS's job is to make sure that they're collecting the proper amount of tax from your income. Their job is not to tell you where to get your deductions. Their their job is not to tell you where to get your exemptions, how to file your paperwork. The IRS is truly a big tax collector. They are a, a, a bill collector, if you will. And if you file, like, for instance, you have some people that may not have filed taxes, but their employer or their contractor has given them 1099s or W-2s. Well, this person, this individual, Joe individual or Jane individual, they have not filed their taxes yet. Well, what happens? Well, the IRS is still getting a record of your taxes, of the amount of money that you are supposed to have made that year according to that 1099 or your W-2. Well, now, after a while, the IRS is going to send you a nice little letter. If you keep making money and you're not paying your taxes, the IRS is going to send you a nice little letter, and they're going to call for an audit. Now, most people hear audits, and they start running for the hills. It's a scary process. Well, I'm going to have some people on next week where we're going to talk about audits. Um, I myself has experienced an audit before. It's not as scary as, and as intimidating as it sounds, but let me tell you, Big Brother knows everything that you're doing. So I'm saying that to inform you, but I guess to keep you abreast a little, that if you have taxes, you want to make sure you get your taxes filed. Um, it's not against the law not to pay your your tax bill, but it is against the law for you not to file your taxes. So, I mean, we see it in the news, and this not this this doesn't just happen to 
you know, we'll see it in the news once it happens to a celebrity. Like Wesley Snipes was just, well, he was convicted some time ago, and he had a couple of appeals in. But um, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, the judge finally said, no, it's time for you to report to jail. And that's three years for tax evasion, what he's getting accused of. Well, how do you get to that point? Well, truly, it all starts from what we're going to be talking about today. If you're not properly preparing all of your information and all of your documentation uh, to file properly with the IRS, that's when you get into trouble. And the trouble will start. Now, if you have an excellent CPA who knows how to get some things done, as long as the intent, remember, the intent has to be there in order for there to be a crime. Yes, I'm former law enforcement, so I know about intent. The intent has to be there in order for there to be a crime. Uh, So if you are willfully, intentionally not paying your taxes or evading taxes, that's when you're going to get in trouble. So those are things that our experts are going to talk to uh, or talk about today. And, um, you know, so stay tuned. Actually, Mrs. Bub, um, we should have her on in just a second. Tina, are you there? Yes. Good afternoon. Hey, how are you today? I'm real good. How are you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing great, doing great. Listen, I was just putting out to the audience, I told them a little bit about you, and, of course, I want you to tell them more. And then we're going to go into a, um, I guess, you a, a series of um, situations and questions uh, to keep them abreast and things that they need to do in order to. I was just talking about Wesley Snipes and how you actually get to that point. <laughs> and it That's starts from... Very I just mentioned him in an article that I wrote, so that's interesting that you mentioned him. But um, <laughs> well, we'll my, my him background, I just want to say to the listeners that I am not a professional tax preparer, but I, I do know what needs to be done and what you need to do to prepare to get your taxes done. Um, my expertise lies in more uh, small business accounting, budgeting, uh, helping the business owners interpret their financial statements, things of that nature. And, but I do partner very closely with one particular CPA and a few enrolled agents that do help my clients get their taxes done. And that's just one thing that I do want to caution um, the listeners, that it is very important when you determine that you're not going to be able to do your taxes on your own that you get a professional preparer and you choose a good preparer. And there are a lot of guidelines um, to choosing that preparer. And and we can talk about that a little bit if you want to. Well, one of the things that I pointed out to the audience is simply this. Um, And I, I alluded to that, well, let them know that you are not a CPA. That is not your job, but you are a certified tax pro in uh, dealing with QuickBooks, which a right. lot of small businesses do. And one of the things that I said was in, in, in small businesses dealing with QuickBooks, a lot of CPAs do not use QuickBooks. So the the employer or the small business owner, they have to be abreast of what's needed, you know, all the reports that come out of QuickBooks to make sure they get the right reports 
to their CPA to make sure that taxes are filed properly. Right, that's correct. And QuickBooks is an awesome uh, accounting application. And a lot of people have it, and they don't even use the full functionality. Um, so one thing, um, it's best to work with a pro advisor, no. a certified pro advisor. Now, certified means, I just want to stress that a certified pro advisor has passed an exam that QuickBooks offers. It's just like a CPA passed, uh, you know, they take a test, an enrolled agent takes a tax exactly. exam. So you want to be sure, just like anything else, like when you're uh, choosing your account, or your professional tax preparer that you want to be sure that you know their credentials, you know their background, check all of that. Exactly. Well, listen, what are, if you will, if I'm a small business owner, which I am, and it's coming up on tax season, and you came to me, you would tell me that I need a checklist or you would give me a checklist, correct? Yes. Um, I, would, I would basically sit down with you, interview you a bit, probably uh, get your permission to review your financial statements, your QuickBooks, or what other accounting application you're looking, just to see how prepared you are. And, and that's something to okay. really start doing now um, at year end so you, you can see what kind of situation you're in. Um, and, and I'd ask you, um, there are some things that you can do to maximize your tax benefits uh, and, and some of those, one thing that comes to mind that you can do, remember, if you're uh, contributing to your retirement account, you can still do that after December 31st or after January 1st. You have up until a, a part of April to do that, to contribute to your IRA and have that deduction claimed. But then there are some other things that you need to get done before December 31st. Um, for example, uh, you can prepay your real estate taxes if they're not due say, um, by December, they're due in January, you can pay them in December to get that deduction um, because it goes okay. by the check date. Okay. Another thing is, of course, maximize your charitable contributions. Uh, if if you, need, you know you're going to need some extra uh, tax deductions, that's, that's a great way to do it. Um, and a lot of charitable organizations are now looking for donations. Um, for example, the Salvation Army. We see them in front of the supermarket when we go. Uh, Metropolitan Ministries, a, a great local organization, uh, sends out quite a bit of mailings. Those are excellent organizations to give to to maximize your charitable contributions. Um, and one so, thing I want to – I'm sorry, go ahead. What were you going to ask me? I was saying, so so that's why you see the Salvation Army, you know, Santa Claus dinging the bell out at, outside the grocery stores and Walmarts and things like that, because they realize that at the time at this this time of the year, uh, people may need additional deductions. Exactly. Well, I mean, they they want to take advantage of people who want to want to give and get that extra uh, deduction. Okay. And one thing I want to caution people please always know who you're donating to. Um, make sure that the organization is a 501c3. Um, you know, now the organizations that you commonly do give uh, to, like whether it be the Heart Association, your your church that you attend uh, regularly, you're, you're going to know that those are indeed um, uh, proper charitable organizations. 
But there are ways to check that. You can look online. You can call the IRS, and they have a listing of. So you need to know that you're giving to a, an organization that um, you can't actually deduct that donation. And there are many of them out there, but you just have to be careful. And um, well, the other thing is it's not just monetary donations. You can deduct property contributions also. Um, okay. And that can be Talk to me a little bit about that. Um, well, you can donate anything from used clothing, um, you know, at the that you take to the goodwill, or um, another okay. common thing is a car. Uh, you see there's a lot of organizations in our areas that take used cars and then they give them Absolutely. to people that are in need. So that's, that's a really good one. Um, now, again, when you donate any kind of property and not cash, you have to typically deduct the fair market value on the date that you donate it. So that wouldn't be what you pay okay. for the car. For an example, you know your car and you know this better than most people, Essie, um, your car <laughs> depreciates. <laughs> so it's going to be the value of my car today, not what I paid for the car, and maybe not necessarily what I you know, owe on the car if I'm going to pay off the loan. So, you know, and there's ways to find the fair market value, even if it's just, a, a, say, a business suit that you've retired and you want to box up all your business suits and donate them to Goodwill. You can get the fair market value. There's uh, several different ways. You can go to Goodwill or a thrift store and see what are those types of items selling for. And if that's well, if um, I'm a even small if you pay three hundred dollars, but it's now selling for fifty in the thrift store, that's your fair market value. Okay. So what, if I'm a small business owner, if I'm a small business owner, what mm -hmm. are what are ways that I can I can maximize deductions or get more deductions? Would it be the same way? Because that sounds more like it's 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 in line for an individual. Would that be mm -hmm. the same for a small business owner? Well, you know, there are capital assets that may be depreciated that they can um, also uh, donate, or um, they could donate stock, things of that nature, or real estate. And again, um, it's it's actually a good time to do that because the capital gain income tax rate is going up in 2011. So if you have some type of asset like stock or something that you know um, there's a gain to be realized on that, then it, yes. it's a good time now to either sell it or donate it and you know that you'll be taxed at a lower rate. And one thing I want to caution about, if you are going to donate stock, and we know what condition the stock market's been in. So if the stock has decreased in value and you're going to take a loss, then you want to sell that stock so you can realize the loss before you donate it. Because you can transfer the stock directly to an organization or you can sell it and then okay. donate the proceeds. You know, you really have to consider that. Um, as far as businesses, um, another good one for businesses Right now, I'm I'm going into some different marketing uh, avenues, and I'm uh, also doing some other advertising campaigns. So you can think about getting those in before year end, uh, you know, because okay. you want to get those deductions by December. So that's another idea. And again, um, you want to save all of your expense documents um, because now, you never know. Now, what might be what might be a part of those expense documents? I mean, I do a lot of traveling mm -hmm. and uh, um, hotel stays as well as, you know, dining and entertaining uh, different clients. 
Right. Well, you want to keep the actual receipts. Um, some people um, have the mistaken impression that, for example, if they keep their American Express statement, that, that's enough. But you have to keep the actual receipts, not just the statement. So, um, oh, so the IRS wants a whole lot more information, right, not just exactly. the actual statement. And, uh huh. And even if you if you stop at Starbucks to meet somebody for coffee, you can keep that receipt. You can deduct it, keep the receipt, but you always have to list on the back of the receipt also. Um, for example, I'm at SE for coffee to prepare for the radio um, broadcast. Okay. So you want to list who you met with and what the purpose of the meeting was. And another interesting thing, I was just talking to a client who unfortunately was chosen for an audit. And, um, you know, the burden of proof mm. is on you if the IRS does pick you. Um, and one interesting thing that's happening that a lot of people aren't aware of, the new types of receipts that you're getting from a lot of these restaurants, um, the um, print actually wears off. It I don't will know fade if you away. You have to make copies yeah. of those. It's, it's your responsibility to have receipts that they can actually read. So now, is that by design, Tina? I'm sorry, what? Is that by design? I say, is that by design? Um, by design, then I, I don't know why why the print is fading, but I, did, I myself was not even aware that you needed to have a legible receipt. So one thing I'm advising people now when you get those receipts, um, put them all in your copy machine and make a copy from your uh, copier or computer printer so that you have a legible copy. Now, you know, the percentage of people that are audited is very small. Uh, so I wouldn't get all caught up no. in that, but, you know, you want to be prepared. Well, Other things that you well, can Tina, say are cancel checks if you don't have the receipts, your register tapes. Um, again, I just did say all your credit card receipts, um, petty cash receipts, things of that nature. And then, of course, any kind of invoices or purchase documents for any fixed assets that you have, um, real estate closing okay. statements if you buy a building for your business, things of that nature. Wow. Well, see, that's, that's, <laughs> that's really good information because I've actually had an audit before. And oh, no. <laughs> and yeah, how did it go? It's not as good. Well, it's not as scary as people uh, tend to believe that it is, but I can tell you this. Big Brother knew everything that I was doing. I mean, this guy turned his computer around. He didn't show it to me. He's looking and saying, okay, well, you put this money in this account and this account. I was like, okay, you know a little bit too much about my business, but it was because they are tax collectors. They want to make sure that they are getting all of their tax. I have Hello.
Tina, are you there? Okay. People, I'm sorry about that. Of course, it looks like when things are going great, you end up having technical difficulties. Uh, Tina, if you're there or you're not, if you if would, please call back in. Um, but I'll tell you, one of the things that she was that she pointed out, I don't know if you've gotten, if you paid attention to your receipts, business owners, because uh, most individuals will end up tossing their receipts away. But if you paid attention to your receipt that you'll get from a restaurant, if you leave it in the heat or cold, it'll start to fade off. So now if you go back and look in your box later, all you have is a box of blank paper because all of your all of the ink has faded off. So one of the best things that she said is, and I think we have her back, uh, Tina, are you there? Yes, I was trying to get back. I Hello? don't know what happened. Sorry. Oh, no problem. I had technical difficulties on this end, but not a problem. I'm glad you're back. I was What I was doing, I was reiterating the fact that um, you were talking about the receipts and the fading ink on the receipts and how important it is because I can see it being a nightmare. I'm getting ready to take all of my paperwork to my CPA to have <laughs> my taxes filed. Yeah, and I give them a box of blank paper. Right. The really other thing I want to mention, field. some uh, tax preparers now, though, do scan all your documents. In fact, the majority of them do when you take them in. So that's something that you can ask. You know, what I'm saying is they'll fade over time. So, like, probably everything you have from 2010 is still legible. So when you go to your tax preparer, ask uh, them if they're scanning uh, the documents. So if they're scanning them, uh, they'll have a good copy. Then you won't have Tina? to waste your time making copies. So that's that's something Listen, to talk about because a lot of get, um, tax professionals are going uh, paperless now. That's easier for them to save documents that way. Okay. So can you still hear okay. me? That's good. That's, yeah, I can yeah, hear you. So, and hear you well. Okay, good. Um, another thing you had asked me before okay. um, I got cut off was uh, some additional business expenses, and a big one that. Yeah. Um, some very uh, some small business owners and some of my colleagues forget about, of course, is um, your automobile expenses. And there are some easy ways to do that. You now remember, you can either take your actual expenses, or you can take the mileage deduction, the standard mileage deduction. And quite often, you don't have enough in actual expenses to amount to all of that that much. But um, the standard mileage deduction is. Um, Fifty cents for 2010. So you can deduct fifty cents for every oh, mile really? that you drive, and and that and yeah. that's great. So I mean, that's I had up. several thousand dollars of deductions for for my uh, travel. Now it was fifty five cents in 2009, but it's been reduced to fifty cents for 2010, and they just oh, released. Oh, so it's um, gone down now. Right, because if you remember, there um, for a while the gas was much higher, so they actually adjusted it a few times in the last couple okay. of years. But now in 2011, it's going to this. be 51 cents. <laughs> so go ahead, Corey. Okay. okay. <laughs> you get another Well, let me ask you this. Uh, okay, good. As far as, well, let's say I'm a small business owner and I have three vehicles. Will that mileage deduction be for each vehicle? Well, it's going to be for the primary vehicle in your business. 
So, um, you know, oh. you, you have to really, because you really have, you're only allowed to deduct the business mileage. For example, now I use my vehicle primarily for business. I'll have a small percentage, like maybe 5%, that's personal time, you know. But it's very easy to keep track of it. All you have to do is pick up one of those mileage um, little books that you can keep in your car. They sell them like in Staples and Office Depot for like $2 or $3. But it's... Mm -hmm. it's usually only the one vehicle now. If something happens to that vehicle and you have to use another one, but you'll have to account for that. It, it gets a little complicated. Now, if you have two vehicles in the family, um, for example, my husband was using his vehicle for a while for his business, and I was using mine also. So we were able to deduct both of them because they were individual businesses. So different vehicles attached to different okay. businesses. But there is... Um, Okay. Any questions? There, there are so much really, um, and I don't understand a lot about the leasing of cars. There's more information if you have lease payments and how much you can deduct on your business vehicle. Um, there's a publication, yeah. I think it's um, 463, I believe it is. But um, if you go to irs.gov, you can find that. And uh, there's just yeah, a lot of information changes, there. That's like, you know, Tina, that's just like the mild the uh, mileage allowance that they will give you for the car. As far as the leasing is concerned, it mm-hmm. changes annually, um, and that's one of the things that I wanted the audience to know because this time of year is when you really, I mean, you really should have started in October, started started <laughs> putting your information together and getting ready, you know, getting ready for the tax season. And we're kind of like this, you know, this is the fourth day of December, so you really only have a good 27 days to get everything together before this year is officially over. Right, and that's why it's a good idea to use a professional tax preparer because, uh, for example, last year in 2009 there were 65 changes according to an enrolled agent that I work with. When she <laughs> when she told me that, I was like, yeah, wow. I, I can see. I mean, it's just... Um, and the CPA that I partner with, she was all day this past Thursday in a, a tax update seminar. So there are so many changes wow. to keep up with. The, the um, U.S. tax law is just uh, so complicated. Uh, you know, there's there's always something new to learn. Well, when I had my audit, um, I looked at the tax code, and I have a sizable hand. And I could not put my hand around the back of the tax code, and I was like, "How, how can these people administer this law when there are so many different changes in the tax code, and they're being updated annually?" It's, it's, you know, you really, as an individual, you really should take a look at professional services because you can't keep abreast of it. It's just like, and I, I will liken it back to the car days. If you don't buy a car every day, then you can't come in here and tell me how to sell you a car. Well, it's the same thing with taxes. If you don't do this every day, you need to have a professional help you out with those type of services because it's it, it can be a little daunting. Yes, that is true. That is true. I mean, I've been an accountant for over 25 years, and and I find it daunting. I, I mean, there's just so much uh <laughs> Really, there is, and every year there's changes, and usually they don't simplify things. 
Um, the other thing, um, you know, for individuals, again, another big one for individuals is medical expenses. Of course, the caveat there is you can only deduct 7.5% of your adjusted gross income, so that does hurt some people. Now, businesses have it a little easier because they can deduct, um, for example, I pay my own um, health insurance, so that's deductible to me as a business owner. Um, okay. But, you know, there are some things that people don't think about. Um, for example, smoking cessation uh, programs, are t- that fee is tax deductible. Um, some odd oh, really? Like, yes, mm-hmm, because that, that, uh, that one is. Um, my husband was in a smoking cessation program, and he was able to deduct that. Of course, he's smoking again, so we'll have to go that route again. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, well, at, least, really... at least you got the deduction for... Yeah, I know. But, at um... least, Tina, look, at least you got the deduction for when he was uh, in the actual yeah, smoking cessation program. One, so um, that's, that's a plus. Dentures are, are deductible. People don't ever think about that one. Um, and um, Did you say dentures? Yeah. Uh-huh. They really are. And guide dogs. Uh <laughs> That's another thing, wheelchairs, any kind of um, medical devices like that. Um, and it's interesting wow. because dentures are, but if you get cosmetic dentistry work, that that is not deductible, just like plastic surgery is so, not, unless you can determine there's some type of health risk or if you have an eyelid procedure and, it, you know, it's due to a vision problems, then it's deductible. So, you know, there are some things that can go either way depending on the situation. For example, um, weight loss programs are not deductible unless it's um, something that you're in because of life-threatening illness or to control your diabetes or something like that. And then I'm guessing that they probably require statements from your physician to um, say that you really had to be in that program. Well, you know, I can actually see that changing. I can see that changing because they're actually looking now uh, at passing some type of legislation uh, for healthier, uh, um, if you will, healthier lifestyle as far as employers paying into um, weight loss programs to keep you healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that I can see that changing over time uh, as far as them now it may be not just cosmetic anymore, but it may be life-threatening. And if they go on a national health kick with it, I can see them changing that and it start being a deduction. So pretty much everything that happens in politics, as far as the country is concerned, as far as the finances, it will affect the you know all of the new changes coming up. I, I can't wait until 2011 and see what type of changes are going to be imposed with this new with the new uh, health care bill. I know. I'm and sure they'll. The, I'm uh, sure there'll be so many. And and you know, it, it, understand. It always upsets me that you can only deduct seven point five percent because you have to really have a lot of medical deductions to amount to anything. I mean, really, when you think about it. Although another one. Exactly. Um, you have to always try to remember. Besides, you know, you can't deduct over the counter. Um, medicines, but all your prescriptions are deductible. But anything that your doctor orders you to do, um, you know, for mental or physical health is a good one. Um, For example, 
here's one that um, the listeners will be surprised at. Uh, sex therapy, if it's ordered by your doctor and performed at a specified <laughs> hospital or clinic, can be deducted. So, um, <laughs> And I have a, a client huh? that they're in the psychiatric field. So I learn a lot now about this. So, you know, that I, I didn't know that's why I know some of these things. But it but it's interesting because hey, only um, on Tina, only on the Legally Steel show. Hey, listen, if you're having, <laughs> you know, prescribed sex therapy, listen audience, if you're having prescribed sex therapy and your doctor it you can actually you can probably deduct that. That's right. <laughs> Just like acupuncture is another America. one that people don't think about. So, you know, I, I would just, um, anything that they, that someone has that they've paid for, uh, medical fees for any professional in the healthcare industry, I would ask my uh, tax preparer about it. If you're not sure, it's better to ask. Well, you Tina, might have a deduction that you don't know about. Absolutely. So. Tina, listen. Thank you for coming on. I'm actually going to put your information on our blog, uh, okay, everything great. about you, because I want people to know that you're there and you're out there and you're available. And, again, thank you for coming on and sharing your time and your knowledge with us. Okay. And um, they can um, check out my blog on my website, and I have um, some out there. about. And I also write for examiner.com, and I've had some uh, articles about how to pick your tax preparer, just to give somebody some uh, you know, Good guidelines. Deal. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Good Jesse. Deal. Well, I will make sure that I put that information on the blog. Thanks, Tina, and I look okay. forward to seeing you soon. All right. All Thank right. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for holding. Mr. Ecker, how are you? I'm well. How are you today? <laughs> I'm doing great. I was looking at your profile. I see you are a celebrity all over the place. <laughs> well, thanks for saying it. Just, you know, I've, I've been doing a lot of things um, as of late, and it just so happened that, you know, um, I ended up being part of a show and a bunch of, you know, a bunch of other um things on TV. So it's 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 been it's been a great it's been a very um eventful two thousand ten. Well good, good. Well I'm glad that you decided to come on today. Well thank you for having me. That's uh, this is this is phenomenal. Hello, do I still have you? Hello? Hello? Uh, I could...
Hello. Hello?